Welcome to Ambition Theory Women in Construction. This show asks questions that everybody is thinking about but doesn't want to say out loud. It's about tackling complex topics like why are there so few women in senior leadership positions? What is it going to take to change this? Each episode is a combination of motivation and tactical strategies to get ahead. We get out of our comfort zones and we take action. We learn, grow, and create opportunities. I am your host, Andrea Jansen, a certified executive coach with an MBA, and since 2018, I've coached over a thousand construction professionals to level up their leadership. Let's get started. Welcome to Ambition Theory, Women in Construction, Beth. I'm so honored that I get to interview you today. Can you introduce yourself and share what you do? Yes, I'm Beth Tubbs. I'm a fire protection engineer by background. I work for the International Code Council in the Codes and Standards Development Department. I am the chief fire protection engineer at ICC and oh, lots of things that I do, I guess. But I, as the department codes and standards development, I've, that's like sort of the heart of what I do uh, with our fire code, our building code. And if you're not familiar with ICC, it is an organ- a not-for-profit organization. We have a, a family of different companies that we also own, but really we produce 15 different model codes and many standards now um, that support public safety and energy efficiency and all sorts of different things. My, as I noted, my background's fire protection, so I tend to be in those realms a little bit more. But um, yeah, so I've worked there for many years now, and um, it's a very interesting perspective to have as an engineer working in an organization like that. So you're the first guest we've had that writes building code and works on building code. So can you, I'm so curious what you love about building code. Yes. I mean, for many building codes is probably one of those things that people sort of like, Oh, the building code, they kind of make things a little bit more difficult or whatever. Um, and it's building codes, fire codes. We have energy code, existing building code, all sorts of different things. But, um, it's a quiet reason, but it, I have a great sense of purpose for working at ICC in that um, building codes, though quiet in what they do. Sometimes, like I said, maybe people get a little irritated with them. They have this way of preventing problems. People sometimes call it sort of that prevention paradox. You don't know what could have gone wrong when it doesn't go wrong because you're preventing a lot of that. So it really makes a difference. I mean, our codes address or cover people like 2 billion people at some point in the planet for different reasons. Maybe it's only our plumbing code or our building code or something like that. But it really helps me keep going because the purpose of what we do is really strong. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I want to go back to last year. So you attended a workshop with Ambition Theory, and it was hosted by the Society of Fire Protection Engineers. And you sent me a LinkedIn message a couple days later, and I want to read it right now because I'm so curious about this, and I want to unpack this more during this interview. So you, the message said, the next day I had a chat with my boss and implemented several of the things I learned the day before during your session. I have been in my same position for 22 years and have been working on taking it to the next level. I think I will actually get there. Your session, along with a number of activities such as my presidency this year, so you're also the president of the Society of Fire Protection Engineers, um, it was perfectly timed to push my confidence to the next level. So I was obviously, so thank you for that feedback. I was like, it touched my heart. It made me so excited. Um, It kind of like helped me with my sense of purpose of like kind of the reason I do this work. But I'm so curious about what actions you took that day and what you're referring to in that message. Yeah, I mean, I guess 
before that day, there was a lot of things kind of brewing and, you know, getting prepared to be president. I was nervous about that and and starting to, you know, I think your session, for instance, really gave me that sense of, wait a minute, I can I can do these things my own way. And I had kind of was learning that over the last couple of years that I can do things differently than others. I don't have to follow this prescriptive list of what a leader looks like. And I also realized, I think, that day and during that session is I had sponsors that I didn't realize there was sponsorship that I was that I had internally that I didn't realize I had. And I had been kind of working with some folks to help me understand what it is that I wanted, you know, and so it all sort of kind of gelled that day between working towards the presidency and working in that realm, kind of owning it for myself and the way that I was going to lead versus having to meet some standard that I thought I had to meet and do the same way as past presidents had. But I think it was sort of a culmination of different things that came together at that time that I was, and it was sort of like, hey, I, I, I can do this. And, and everything has been positive. It was sort of looking at things more from a win-win, not just what I wanted, but what, what does my company need and looking at both sides of those things. And then it sort of gelled together, I think, that day and um, all those different kind of messages of kind of moving forward and just having the confidence to move on. So that led you to have this conversation with your boss about kind of like, what does that look like for you, your next kind of level, what that could be called, what you would be doing. But I want to go back and I want to understand a little bit more about what you think was holding you back from leveraging all of these skills. Because you said, you're like, I had those sponsors before. You just didn't realize it. Like you had all these amazing skills. You had a unique brand of leadership. Like that was all there before. Like it, it didn't just all of a sudden blossom in the one day workshop. It already yes, yes. did. So what do you think it was that was like holding you back from seeing it, recognizing it, leveraging all those amazing things that you brought to the table? I don't know. It's been a long journey of little bits here and there, like getting positive feedback from sometimes we get positive feedbacks from some of our members that would go to my boss or something. And I'm like, oh, I guess, okay, I guess I did pretty well there. And realizing that, you know, just gaining that confidence. I don't know why I didn't look at it that way before, but it was a lot of things coming together, understanding that I was having influence, getting some more feedback. I'm like, wait a minute, I am doing this. It just, it kind of grew and grew and grew. And I think some of the sponsors, like I said, really reminded me of that and say, you're doing this, you're doing it already. I'm like, oh, I am. I mean, my husband even, I mean, he's one of my biggest cheerleaders, of course, reminding me that you're doing it, you're already doing it. And um, and it doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing is going to be perfect. Um, and you just have to keep moving ahead and and have that confidence. So I became more and more sort of um, brave with what I was kind of taking on. And the more I took on, the more I could take on. And I don't know, it's just sort of kind of grew from there. Um, but it wasn't any particular moment, but definitely have had a lot more moments where I step back. And I'm like, oh, I am doing this now. Okay, I can do this. So yeah. Do you think it's that pause, like that pause that you took that like that pause to recognize what you've accomplished? And maybe like, as you're telling me the story, I'm like, is it just that you paused, you got some feedback, you actually took the time to acknowledge it for yourself? Like the sponsor gave you some feedback. You took the time to like recognize. Do you think that's what it was? Maybe. And I mean, also when you actually sometimes just take a step back, I've been kind of telling myself recently, I'm like, I've got to take, you're busy, but you got to take an hour a week to think about 
yourself and how you're developing, even if you're not planning to go anywhere, do anything just to keep that piece going. And I think in this process of being president of writing articles and thinking about how to look at the world and that sort of sense of purpose, I started seeing it all come together. And I'm like the projects that I've worked on and how that affects it and understanding even I me mean, for many years, I was very busy. I, I worked part time with my kids. I was just sort of surviving in a lot of ways and happy I had a job during some tough years of of the economy and then finally realized that, wait a minute, I'm still here for a reason because I know what I'm doing. And when I started poking my head up again, I, it started growing. That's when sort of this confidence started growing. I think I was just kind of trying to get by. I mean, I, thankfully, I was able to keep my career going during that whole time. But I think as, the, as I started poking my head up and I started getting more and more feedback and as I started diving in and just jumping right in more, um, I think is when I really started you know, coming together with this. And the biggest thing, and I'll probably say it multiple times during this, is I started asking the questions. I never asked the questions before. I just said, all right, this is my job. I must do it. Check it off the list. Keep moving forward. But then when I started thinking bigger and asking the questions, how about this way? Why not that way? I mean, it's, it could be little things to, I want to lead more fully, or, I mean, there's bigger questions. Um, people have talked about you know, where, how do I get to the next level? I'm like, well, one, you got to figure out how it fits in with your organization, but you got to ask the questions because I, I didn't ask them before. I think I, maybe that was the big thing is when I started asking questions, I started getting feedback where I didn't get it before because oh, I didn't I ask. That. I love that so much. Okay. So now the next part of the story is, so you did the workshop with ambition theory, then you had the talk with the boss. So you, you asked a question. So what did you ask your boss or your manager when you had to open up that dialogue? Well, the overall theme was I've been doing this a long time and I think I'm operating a much different level than, by the way, title doesn't matter. I realize it doesn't matter, but it sort of denoted a certain level of performance. And I just said, I think I'm not operating there anymore. And he agreed. I mean, it was as simple as that. And I have to say, everybody's been supportive to me at this organization. There was no sort of ill will or any of that. It was just like, I just need to ask this question. And it developed further, like, all right, what would that mean? What would you, what do you envision? And things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the key. And, and it's, you know, I think for my organization, it has been good for them because I'm super excited. And, you know, I've worked there a long time, but I still have this ambition and want to support the organization, um, which I think that gave me newfound sort of energy to do so. So, yeah, I mean, it really was as simple as that. And then we just chatted or whatever, but about what it might mean. But, you know, it sort of blossomed from there. And I mean, many of the things I still I do, I still did before, I still do. Uh, but there's more leadership opportunities. So there's a lot more um, connection to the organization at, at higher levels as need be, depending what we're working on. And I'm not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid to be speak up in meetings and things that maybe I would have in the past. Um, I have to say the culture of the organization over the years has probably adapted and modernized quite a bit too. It was very sort of top down for a long time, just because of how it was formed, how many companies are formed, but it's adapted quite a bit. And I'm you know, pretty impressed by that myself to see my own organization being there so long, adapting as well as it has. So one thing so. I want to go back in this story, because I think it's a really crucial point I want to highlight, this fact that you are kind of like, 
you're doing your job, like you, you're good, really good at your job. And I think that we, people get often get stuck in this place of like hard work should be noticed and I should get rewarded. And I know you said title doesn't really matter, but it kind of does sometimes yeah. in situations. Um, and like in your compensation does your influence, your leadership opportunities, it, it does kind of matter. And this idea of like this expectation that the company's just automatically going to recognize it and then going to create this right. new opportunity for you. So I love that you actually, you started at a place, not out of entitlement, because a lot of times it's like, I've been here for so long. I deserve this. If you don't give it to me, I'm going to leave. And it's this really kind of like below the line conversation but you like I love it that you brought like an above line curiosity you're like I think I'm operating at a new level and then you let the person respond and I think that's so beautiful because you ended up as I'm like looking at this situation it's like you created you co-created this new opportunity for yourself for your manager for the organization and I think that's really amazing because it's value for you it's value for the company it just like I think the value that you can deliver now that's kind of like inside of you, that's kind of now out for the company to leverage yeah. is so much bigger than if you had showed up with this entitled attitude of, I think I need a bigger raise or I need a different title or I deserve me, me, me. Um, I just think, I just want to acknowledge that about you. And I think that's a really great lesson that other people can take is like, if you're feeling stuck, like start the with curiosity because you never know what's going to happen. So now I want to go back to your story. So you had this conversation, your boss, like, yes, the manager's like, you're operating at a new level. How do we deal with this? So tell me what happened next. Um, so, I mean, basically we just kind of worked through the process. It took us a little while. We were all pretty busy with lots of things, but it didn't, you know, go away or anything like that. And then as my new manager sort of transitioned in as my current manager had was on the road to retirement, they had a good transition process, worked together with them and came up with, you know, kind of understanding what level of responsibility it would be. And, you know, I mean, it's, I work for an organization that's very sort of quasi-governmental. So for a long time, it was like, we had these positions, these titles, like, that was okay. Everybody was satisfied with that. So we're evolving. So kind of just fitting into that. Um, and we just kind of set it up. And it, I mean, again, we just keep going and going. We're busy. But I think as there's been opportunities that people are going into retirement, they're looking to the those who have the abilities, the history. I also realized I kind of didn't realize I had almost the most history. There's an, me and another staff that we have the most history. So yeah, I don't know. It wasn't like a, you know, the next day, all of a sudden everything changed, but it was definitely a process, a positive process. And I think, you know, when you were saying like, it, had I gone into that with this attitude of, I mean, I guess I just, I don't know how you can be happy with the organization if you're arguing with the organization, you know, going into it. And I, I think the positive approach, plus it's, you know, I can imagine maybe at some organizations it wouldn't have gone, gone so well. I don't know. But then you, you're, you know, seeing where things are at and you can make choices based on that. But I was able to make a good choice and um, stay there. Um, not that I was planning anything big. I just, I think it's those moments, those turning points of, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my career? Maybe I'm at that point in my life. I'm like, is this, this, is this the last, you know, trek or um, am I, you know, going to shift to something else or what, you know, just sort of seeing what my purpose was. And, and the more I kind of rallied around for myself, what my organization does 
and the support I was given, it's been very, very positive. So you've brought up this word purpose a lot during this interview. So I'm really curious how that has kind of bubbled up and helped you influence other people now that you're at this new level. Yeah. You know, I don't know the the whole thing. I I think I probably drive my teenage kids crazy with, you got to have a sense of purpose. I think if nothing else I've learned over the last couple of years, trying to raise teenagers, I know sloth topic is that there's such a push in high school for them to take this AP class and that, and they got to get A's. And then I'm like, yeah, but what gives you sense of purpose? And I keep trying to talk to them about that because I've been searching for it myself. You know, that's what drives people in the end. Um, And I didn't realize that some of the staff I work with actually, you know, like to learn from me. I didn't like, I've noticed some of these things in the last couple of years as we hired a new staff. I mean, honestly, for the longest time, I was one of the youngest staff, which is, you know, as the years go by is getting a little bit more humorous, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping, I feel like if I have a sense of purpose that that will help other people have a sense of purpose, you know, that they see it, they see that positive attitude. And there's a lot of people who work at my organization as an example that have worked there for a long time. So they must've found some sense of purpose to continue on. Yeah. But I've, I've definitely in the last couple of years thought about that a lot and what drives me. And so I've, I found something that does drive me. I also like doing things completely unrelated to work too. But um, yeah, I don't know. I use that word a lot because it has helped me kind of stay focused. Okay. I love it. And so, okay. So it sounds, your story sounds amazing, Beth. You're like, I'm ready for the next level. I have a conversation with my boss. They open up all these doors. I have a sense of purpose. It's like all cupcakes and roses and like a simple path as we're telling this story, but we know that is not the case. Nothing is ever easy. There's always challenges, conflict along the way. So kind of like what has come up over the past year since you've kind of leveled up, because we always talk about like new level of growth the problems and challenges just kind of meet you at that new level. So can you talk about that perspective? Well, sometimes there's more like situations that come up that the solutions aren't so simple. Um, You know, dealing with issues I hadn't dealt with before that sometimes you put yourself out there a little bit more. I have to say nothing terribly difficult has happened. I've had to deal with some difficult things here and there, but I've only grown from them. I always try to tell myself, you're just going to grow from this. It's not going to feel great while it's going on, but you'll grow from it. But what I'm finding and struggling with, and, you know, I've had a conversation with my current manager too. He's, you know, sometimes you have to let other folks do some of this stuff. Like I've done certain things for so long that I'm like, I need to think about what I can't keep doing over time, but that I need to shift um, and that's hard to let go of. Um, and I'm starting to like, and sometimes I find myself working on something for many, many hours. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not getting to the other thing that I need to. That's kind of maybe a little less urgent, but really important kind of stuff. But I'm spending a lot of time doing this, not bad, but maybe not what they want me spending my time on, struggling with those kinds of transitions and and keeping that in my mind that it might not happen overnight. But I like I'm still doing all those things and other things. So the schedule's getting bigger and bigger and I'm not sort of, you know, I, to make sure that I'm balancing it out and that I'm working with others and others are sort of taking on some of those things and I work with them and that I can't control everything. I have to look at the team of people that I'm working with more and, you know, leverage that and just know we can all be successful and we can all work on these things. So oh, I love that so much. It's like when you get to that new level, it sounds like in your story, when I'm, when you're telling me this, I'm like, yes, Beth is leaning into 
your transformational leadership skills. And that means less doing. And that means you're like actually inspiring other people to get better at the craft of doing things, get better at the tasks. And your job becomes more of the leading, less of the doing. And thank you for being honest that it's not like, oh, here's the switch and I'm suddenly doing it because it is a really hard transition. So thank you for sharing that. How do you remind yourself that that's kind of like where you need to go? Do you have any supports in place? I'm curious. Well, you know, like I said, I, well, I try to take some time to kind of reflect every now and again. I've been, frankly, this summer probably doing a horrible job at it, getting kids to college and all these things. But I'm hoping I can have some of those moments to step back and just look at the volume of what we're working on. And, you know, sometimes I just listen to like a podcast that gets me motivated. I can't think of any particular one, but sometimes just listening to the right podcast at the right time. Um, I, you know, try to read leadership books every now and again. If nothing else, kind of just like just to get me excited about thinking about the leadership piece of things um, and feeling control of it and and the bigger picture helps me think bigger picture and kind of come out of the weeds a little bit and remind myself to come out of the weeds and think about that sort of macro level of of it all. Uh, maybe even getting better at a kind of reading overall situations a little bit better to see where there might be a trend coming. Whereas I just kind of kept doing it, doing, doing it, and like, oh, I didn't think about the you know, maybe we should think about how this is going to affect us for the next four years or something. Um, I don't know. I guess I find my motivations in that. And also <laughs> my motivation is things like taking a break and doing some baking, you know, like really clearing the head. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love it. So having, it's, it sounds like you talk about like having that time to like actually think bigger. So get yourself out of the weeds, like have a process yeah. with it for you. It's baking. That's kind of a self-care act is like, if you love baking, do some baking, listening to a podcast to get you out of those weeds to be thinking bigger picture. And I love that you have these different tools in order to get you there because on one day, like the bit, you might not have time for baking, but you can put a podcast on when you're in the car. So I love that yeah. you have multiple tools depending on where you're at and how much time you have. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So you are at the end of your presidency or you just ended your presidency of the Society of Fire Protection Engineers, correct? Uh I am the immediate past president of SFPE yeah. this year. So I will be done in the on the 31st of December. So um, this year, I mean, my main role this year has been as uh, the nomination chair for getting the ballot, uh, the names for the ballot ready and things like that and governance kind of issues, things of that nature. So this will be, this is my ninth year on the board. Yes, immediate past president, a little less work to do this year. It was a busy, okay. busy year last year, but um, again, at moments scary, but I would never trade it. I learned so much along the way and turns out people tell me I'm genuine. I don't know. That was a fun. Interesting thing. I kind of found, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm just being myself, but I guess maybe that's the other thing. Like oh, don't try to be somebody else. <laughs> yes. My superpower. yes. My sarcasm and all those things all come together and, and work in my favor. Uh, no, seriously though. I, I don't know how else to act, frankly. I just, it's just what it is. Um, well, that's but so amazing because like authenticity builds trust, right? So it's just like you showing up as you would kind of like allowed you to step in and be that leader that the organization needed. Um, so tell me what's next for you and your career and all the things that you have on your plate. I don't know. I think just in general, like I said, it's it's not like an overnight change. It's this evolution of, you know, taking more leadership roles in certain projects that in the past, I just did my part of it, I'm trying to think bigger, um, communicating with people at different levels that can make those changes, you know, let them know kind of 
also communicate across departments more than I have in the past. I feel like I've gotten in the last year or so, I've gotten to know people from areas of my company more than I ever used to, just because I'm like, oh, let me ask them about this or work with them closer about this. And I mean, I think COVID actually has helped a lot of that because I've worked remotely. I have for, wow, 23 years I've worked remotely. So when COVID hit, I was like, what? What's Is something different? <laughs> but it, it was different actually, because now everybody knows how to do these meetings and it's amazing. It's changed how we do everything, but um, it has its downsides, of course. But um, yeah, I think it's just going to be evolution of that leadership just growing. I'm not sure if it's particularly headed in a specific direction, but I think there's a lot of opportunities to work on some really neat things and, and affect change. So I'll just keep plugging ahead as long as I can do those things. So I love it. So leveraging your like kind of natural strengths, being open to opportunities and talking to more people and leveraging relationships. I love that strategy so much. Thank you for sharing that. And we always end our podcast with the same thing. So it's a 24 hour action that you can take after learning something new. Cause you gave us so many nuggets in this interview bath and we don't want people to get overwhelmed. So I want to talk about if someone wants to build up their confidence as a leader, what can they do to just get started? So I had a couple different thoughts, but I think I'm going to, it kind of goes in that realm of ask the question. Don't be afraid to ask the questions, but I think, you know, putting your perfection, any, how it parallel, because I was definitely paralyzed for our perfection, putting that in the back burner and volunteer for something that feels outside your comfort zone and just keep going ahead. You don't have to be perfect at it. Just do it. I've done a lot of that in the last couple of years and it's been scary at times, but just keep pushing ahead and don't worry if you're, you don't know every bit of information about it to go ahead. I mean, within reason, of course, but I'd say, you know, just step up, raise your hand and start asking those questions to see what you can work on. That's kind of outside your comfort zone. I love it. Thank you so much for this interview, Beth. I enjoyed it so much and I learned a lot. Thank you. This has really been fun. 